Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Yesterday before uh, I went into confessions, my poor beavers were losing terribly. <laughs> Miracles happen during confession. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> the Archbishop has asked all of us in the Archdiocese to have a four-part series on what we call the charisma, the proclamation of what? The gospel. The gospel. And the concern we might have is that somewhere, somehow, some of us have domesticated the gospel. So it's like, eh, it's good news. Eh, it's all right. Yeah, you know, there's other, other reading that's a little more exciting, but, you know, that's okay. When it's actually the greatest news ever! Maybe you don't believe. I don't know. But you know what we're asking? The big questions first. We're going to start, and the theme of today is created. Next week will be captured, then rescued, and then response. Those are the four themes. But let's go to the biggest picture question of all. It was on the reader board, and that is, why is there something instead of nothing? Not just like, why we're not, why are we here and not here, but why is there anything at all? Period. As opposed to nothing. Well, we can go to physicists and get some insight into some things. For example, like, they recognize that the laws of nature, things like gravity and such, have been fine-tuned so that things would just work. The laws of nature are amazing. And if any of those fine-tunings were off-tuned, if they were different, existence wouldn't be. And if it was, it's very unlikely that we would be because there's very specific requirements for life as we know it. When I look up in the sky, and if you do, not today obviously because it's cloudy, but we see probably 3,000 stars in a good night. But you know how big the universe is? I was looking into this. The universe as we know it is about 93 billion light years across. That's with a B, billion. And I thought, well, that's a lot of stars. How many stars is that? Well, that's 10 sextillion stars, roughly. There, that's a guesstimate, I guess. But that's one with 22 zeros after it. Blah, 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 right? Wow. How do we put that into some kind of context? Well, I heard this as I was preparing. So if you take and say every grain of sand is a, a star, how big would that sand castle be? It would be basically five miles wide, five miles tall, and five miles deep. That's a lot of sand. That's a lot of stars. Because there's so many stars, we actually can't count them. We're just doing the best using estimation. I brought with me uh, an image. Uh, I did not take this image. This is from the James Webb Telescope. And it's perfectly titled, The Pillars of Creation. I, I have hung this in my house. I just got this. But I want to show you this. this. This is nearby compared to what I just said. This is nearby. And I know some of you go, it looks like a praying mantis. Huh? Or, or it looks like a personal person praying. But it is called The Pillars of Creation because where there are the darkest spots... Stars are being formed, and some will ignite and blow away the, the surrounding gas around them. This is 6,500 light years away. So that's nearby. What does that mean for us? Well, let's assume things that are not possible for us at this point. That, suppose we could travel the speed of light. And let's suppose the average lifespan is 80 years. 
I uh, did a little calculation, and that would be roughly then 81 generations of your family on that rocket ship, or whatever it was you were on, to get here. Now, by the way, that's minus relativity, okay? So take that out of the, I know. Time dilation will make it different, so you, know, you won't be that old when you get there, but if you come back, everybody else will probably be gone. Pretty sure about that. But anyhow, I thought, put that up there because it's so beautiful. Because I look at this stuff and I go, wow, look at the things God has made. It's beautiful. Uh, Karina Nebula, I have one as well. It's just gorgeous. So I have them both in my house. And I look at those and I go, this is so beautiful. What God has made is beautiful. Why is there something and not nothing? Physicists can't answer this question because before the Big Bang, there's no data. By the way, the person that postulated the Big Bang, his name is George Lemaitre. Father George Lemaitre, who took Einstein's theories, which showed that things were expanding and reversed it, and you get to a primordial egg. And at this point, that's the best theory so far. There might be others. But in the meantime, physicists give us so much, and science gives us so much, that we're willing to put somebody on our top of a rocket, a missile, and shoot them to the moon, right? Artemis is still wandering around. A couple more years, uh, we will put somebody actually on that rocket. It'll be amazing. We're back to the moon. Wow. Why do we do this? We're nuts. That's why we do it. Mm. <laughs> no. Actually, when we think about these things, and if you just think, say, you didn't believe, you'd be under the understanding that the world, the cosmos is immense. I mean, that's an understatement, right? And that means that we're small. Maybe insignificant maybe without purpose or meaning, maybe alone and cold in the vastness of space. But see, we would be wrong. While all of those things are sort of true in one sense, we are never alone. And we've been given a purpose. And there is meaning to life. And these things are shouting it to us. Creation is amazing and science helps us. But in order to get to the question or to an answer of why is there something, not nothing, physics only can go so far. We have to move into another field of science called metaphysics. That's beyond physics. It's things you can't measure. For example, love. You love your spouse. What is that? It's just a bunch of endorphins. Is it for the pragmatism of a, like a, a tax rebate or something? I mean, no, right? Or the Eucharist. There's the physics about it, right? That, that which is there as bread and wine maintains its breadness. You put under a microscope, that does not change. But its metaphysical essence does change. And we proclaim, this is the body of Christ. This is the blood of Christ. Only metaphysics can go to this territory. And it's actually, you'll be strangely, uh, hopefully, well not strangely, but hopefully you'll be surprised to find out most of what is valuable to our life is metaphysical. For example, do you remember if you're a parent when your child was first born? What did that feel like? That wasn't like, look at that biological being with, you know, legs and arms and, no, no, no. My baby boy, my darling daughter. Uh, last night, Nick Crotchite, where's Nick? Nick's somewhere in here, in the house. He's here anyway. They baptized their new son, Noah. I thought it was funny because this week, we heard, in the days of Noah, right? It's in the days of Noah, I can tell you. I just baptized him last night. <laughs> and 
The family then sung a hymn of thanksgiving afterwards. That's just physics? That's crazy physics. No, it's metaphysical. It's love, it's kindness, it's prayer, it's worship. It was awesome. And it gives meaning. We're not here just physical beings. There's meaning behind what we are and what we do. So, why did God create all this stuff? So God has done this. This is the answer to the question. Why is there something? Because God has willed it out of love. Not because he was bored. Not that he needs us at all in any way. He's just happy like he is. But by the essence of who God is, who is love, he desires to be effusive, meaning to give of himself. You ever had that experience where you're just overwhelmed by love, that you just want to pour yourself out upon somebody? Hopefully your spouse, or your children, or your parents, or somebody, that worker that you work with. And I'd really encourage you, that person that makes you the most angry and upset, try it on them. See how that works. <laughs> but he loves each one of us personally, intimately. The same God that creates the pillars of the creation, the same God that has created this universe as best we know it, 93 billion light years across. And he wants us to be in communion. This is a churchy word. Communion with him. To be in harmony with him, with creation, and with each other. And what an amazing thing. That's what we do at Mass. We've come as a community. And we get to receive him in communion. Please don't be just in common. And I know we're not. This is an amazing parish. People have commented in my listening sessions, I love this parish. Everybody's so friendly. Amazing stuff. So the evidence that we see is all over us. We just have to look for it. That God has created us for a purpose, not to be just alone. But see, we yearn for what is beyond us. We see this in secular world. Again, going back to astronomy and stuff like that, why would we send up like the, the satellites that we do that go out way out in space? Why do we do that? Why are we sending things way out beyond our solar system? to look back and to look forward. It's because deep down inside of us, whether we know it or not, we long for infinity. We long for something that's beyond what we immediately perceive. That there's something hidden, something great, something wonderful. And it's God. This is where the physics and the metaphysics can come together. We've done physics by creating satellites that help us know weather, but to go out into deep space and explore but we do that because we want to know like God knows. We want to see like God might see. God has created us for a purpose on purpose. And see, here's the deal. We're not meaningless just beings going through our day. And if we do feel that way, we need to reconnect to our faith. Because God gives us purpose and meaning. He's created each one of us and called us by name, revealed himself so that we would know what he wants us to do. He's made us with specific gifts. Mine was not physics, obviously. I told you last week, right? I got D in physics. But so I still love physics, obviously, right? I love my faith. And somehow God has made a, made a decision, and I'm just trying to roll with it, that somehow the science and the faith come together, and believe it or not, they are in harmony with each other. The metaphysics gives purpose to the physics. Ha ha. God has given you then purpose. 
So as we now are in the Advent season, you may at your house maybe put lights up. Anybody putting lights up in their house? Some of you? Yeah. It's raining. I understand that. I'm not getting up on the, uh, the roof anymore. I'm, I'm putting those things you stick in the ground that shine up, you know, lasers and other things like that. That's just, you know, I kind of want to stick around a little longer, you know, getting up. and It's not actually the getting up in the house. It's the accidental sudden stop of physics at the bottom. That's, that's not, I want to avoid that. Or maybe you're decorating your, I put the Christmas tree up. Do you put your Christmas tree up? Yeah. I, I'm used to like cutting it down, a whole bunch of other stuff. It's an event. But my sister came over uh, a couple days ago for Thanksgiving, and she gave me her fake tree. And it was like up in five minutes. And it was like, boom! And it was already lit and everything. Thank you, QVC! <laughs> Why do we do this? Why do we light our candles here in Advent? They are to remind us that Christ is the light of the world. And that light shines for us so that God will be made and given glory through us. He wants us to engage each other and to shine forth for others, which means our, our life is not just for ourselves. It's meant to be given away, to be in service of love for others. So whatever you do in these next few days, remember that you've been made for a purpose on purpose. And as we look and gaze to things that are metaphysical and we look to the heavens, we yearn. What do we yearn for? Heaven. And our hearts know it. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.